Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 35. It is Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and this is 2020. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Well, good morning and welcome to 2020, first episode of the new year, new decade. Uh, there's not a lot of news, so we th- I thought we would do a little bit of a review and a little bit of a, predicted, a prediction for 2020 and going forward. Uh, but let's do the news first. So first on the CISA website, secure new internet connected devices. Um, this is not really new news, uh, but we've talked about this repeatedly, especially after the ring, we'll call them attacks. They're more like uh, password guesses, but uh, ring camera compromises where people were spying on children, talking to children and things like that. So here are the tips from CISA. <coughs> and again, nothing new here, but um, I'm, it's worth repeating. So use multi-factor authentication when available. It is available on Ring, so use it. Use strong passwords. Strong passwords mean uh, uppercase, lowercase, special characters and numbers, and as long as possible, the longer the better. It takes significantly longer to brute force a 10-character password than it does a an 8-character password, significantly meaning, I think, thousands of years. Um, and I don't do anything less than 15 if it can be avoided. Evaluate your security settings. <coughs> so most devices offer a variety of features that can tailor to meet your needs and requirements. Um, enable certain features to increase convenience or functionality may leave you more at risk. It is important to examine the settings, particularly security settings, and select options that meet your needs without putting you at increased risk. Ensure you have up-to-date software. So always update whenever there's one available. Most of the time those updates address security concerns. And then connect carefully. Once your device is connected to the internet, it's also connected to millions of other computers. Remember that the internet is just a bunch of computers stringed together, essentially. So you visit a website that's just another computer with um, documents that they want you to see written in a certain type of code. So that's from the CISA. (coughs) Um, Threat post 2020 cybersecurity trends to watch. So we'll just skim this real quick, but... These are the cybersecurity trends for the upcoming year. And it's a slideshow. I'm not a big fan of slideshows, but let's do this. All right, so first up, ransomware was the scourge of 2019 and will also be in 2020. Organized cyber gangs will shift focus from leveraging banking trojans and huge multi-million dollar SWIFT related heists and instead focus on smaller ransomware attacks. Why? They are easier to anonymize, easier to launch, easier to launder and require less sharing of illicit profits with street gangs that launder bank fraud proceeds. So if you're a smaller business, you're becoming a bigger target. Mobile will become a primary phishing vector for for credential attacks in 2020. Um, As software development increases, so will the need to nip security threats in the bud. Developers are, are, and I, I say this, it's not directed at all developers, but a lot of developers are less focused on security and more focused on um, usability. So 
As more corporate infrastructure moves to the cloud, so will the focus of criminals. Secure those buckets on AWS people. Global adoption of 5G infrastructure technology will begin in earnest in 2020, which is a good thing, although I've seen articles where they talk about health concerns, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, authentication move from two-factor authentication to multi-factor authentic authentication, including biometrics, which is great. Specific attacks such as phishing will continue to leverage machine learning to automate the optimization of campaigns, which is a little scary. Last year, our interest in deep fakes peaked as proof of concept examples surfaced and real ones swayed opinion and tricked one company out of $243,000. So deep fakes, if you don't know, is essentially using um, voice or, you know, copying somebody's voice or copying somebody's image um, or uh, video, which uh, I believe is, a, is there the capability exists. I don't know how far along that is yet, but so we'll see how that how that pans out. On January 14, 2020, Microsoft will sunset support for Windows 7. So you have 12 days, people. Driven by the high cost of sophisticated malware-based attacks, a rise in, in insider attacks are forecast for 2020. Direct, direct attacks on infrastructure is becoming much more expensive, requiring more and more skills and time for the attacker, which is good because that means we're securing our networks. As a result, the year ahead, we'll see growth in the number of attacks using social engineering methods. So social engineering will be on the rise. Uh, that's the predictions, and that was on threat post. Um, <coughs> so be on the, that was by Kaspersky. So be on the lookout for those things in the in the coming year. On bleeping computer sextortion, email scammers try new tactics to bypass spam filters. You may or may not have seen these emails where they, you know, say they have proof that you visited adult websites and that they're going to share it with people if you don't pay up. Those, of course, are fake. Sextortion scammers have started to utilize new tactics to bypass spam filters. Most of, these t most of the time, they do wind up in spam folders, so that's why they're trying to do this. And secure email gateways so that their scam emails are delivered to the intended recipient. Sextortion scams are emails that s pretend to be from an attacker who has hacked your PC and installs malware that can monitor that what sites you visit, and create videos using your webcam. These emails go on to state that they have created a video of you while watching adult websites and will send the video to, to all of your contacts unless you pay an extortion demand. Now, of course, those are fake, um, and they're going to be using, so they're going to use new evasion tactics to bypass these filters. Attackers have started to utilize new tactics such as sending extortion emails in foreign language, and splitting Bitcoin addresses into two parts. This is illustrated in a new sextortion email shared with Bleeping Computer where the scammers are sending these emails to English-speaking users but with content written in Russian. As can be seen in the email below, the only text in English is the instructions in Use Google Translator. So if you get it, now, so if I were to receive an email in Russian, it's going to automatically be ignored. If you get an email in Russian and you don't speak Russian, you don't have any reason to understand Russian, then I would suggest deleting it. Same thing goes for Chinese and so forth. Uh, in addition to using foreign language when tr targeting English-speaking users, the scammers also break up the Bitcoin address into two parts. They then provide instructions to combine the two parts to create the actual Bitcoin address where an extortion payment should be sent. In, the case, in this case, the resulting Bitcoin address is in an list the address, which does not currently have any payments sent to it. Adding 
these new attack these two tactics make it more difficult for the recipient to understand what they're receiving. The attackers, though, are hoping that the potential evasion capabilities outweigh the complexity of translating the message. So, once again, if you get an email in a foreign language that you have no no reason to to understand, read, or have business with, then just delete it. Um, and of course, you know the extortion emails are are fake, and um, it was just another reason to stay off all of those adult web websites. Not that there's not already numerous reasons, but there's one more. With that being said, I would advise that if you have a, a webcam, that when it's not in use, you put a webcam cover on it. And uh, we will be offering those for free in the near future. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then finally, ransomware stats for 2019 as reported at MC by MCSoft. In 2019, the U.S. was hit by a record number of ransomware attacks that impacted at least 948 government agencies, educational institutions, healthcare facilities at a cost of more than $7.5 billion by a conservative estimate. <coughs> this is interesting to me because, I don't know, three or four months ago, w it was reported that ransomware attacks were down. And so that turns out not to be the case. As I had said, uh, three or four months ago, it was not going to be the case. So ransomware attacks did increase, not only in number, but in dollar amount. Um, they're no longer asking for $200 from, you know, home users. They're asking for millions from government agencies, municipalities, healthcare agencies, and, and MSPs, all, you know, just the numbers are staggering. Not that they've all been paid, which you shouldn't pay a ransom attack. You should be prepared. You should do whatever you can to mitigate. But so here are some, some of the numbers. 103 federal, state, and municipal governments and agencies. I think half of those are in Florida and the other half were in Louisiana. Uh, I'm just joking, but there was a high number in Florida and Louisiana this year. 759 health care providers, and I'm willing to bet that's higher than that. There's probably some that have not reported. 86 universities, colleges, and school districts with operations at up to 1,224 individual schools potentially affected. So more than 1,200 schools hit with ransomware in 2019. And, and again, that may be higher. Those are some staggering numbers. Uh, <coughs> so it's going to increase in 2020 until there's a way to not make it profitable for the attackers. This, this number is going to increase. The trend will be now steal the data first, threaten to, to release the data to the public if you don't pay up. We've seen a few cases of that now. It's time to mitigate the risk. This is directed at all businesses. It's time to take it seriously. Uh, healthcare providers, it's time to take that seriously because it is a, a focus of HHS and um, if you're not being, if you're not running uh, risk analysis, and addressing any security concerns in your technology along with obviously the physical and administrative, you are putting your patients at risk and the OCR is going to look at those things. Um, it's going to be an interesting year for sure. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. Hey, welcome to 2020, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Stay secure.